Thanks for listening to the Faith Church Podcast. We are one church at five locations, streaming online every Sunday morning at live.faithishere.org. We hope that you're challenged and encouraged by today's message. And if you'd like to watch or listen to previous messages, or if you'd like to learn more about who we are as a church and how you can stay connected, head over to faithishere.org. Merry Christmas. Great to have everybody here today. Thank you so much for coming this morning. And guests, friends, we are so delighted that you are here as well. Now, uh, this morning I have a special guest who is going to come and read our text today. If you want to take your Bibles out and follow along, it's found in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. So take a look. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you, thank you for your sweet, sweet presence here today. We thank you that you came for us. Open up our hearts and minds to receive your word this morning, we pray. We ask it in your holy, mighty name. Amen. Amen. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Great joy. We, we sing, we know the verse, we, we know it very well. We talk about great joy, the season of great joy, peace on earth, all that kind of stuff. And yet, the reality is so many people don't feel that joy today. They're, they're hurting, they're broken, they're lonely, they're going through struggles, they're going through difficulties, and, and they're not feeling so joyful today. Uh, if you got family coming over, I know you've been absolutely stressed getting ready for company and all those kind of things, uh, but sometimes when all the family comes together from all around, it even adds to the stress and you lose your joy because every family has a weird uncle or a weird aunt or a crazy cousin or somebody like that in the house and you just kind of dread them coming over because it's going to upset the whole dynamics of the place. How many, how many have at least one weird relative in your family? Let me see your hand. Now, if you did not raise your hand, you're the oddball. You're the weird relative right there. So uh, turn to someone and say, you're just playing weird this morning. But maybe for you, the relationship has been strained in family relationships and other relationships along the way. Maybe some of you today are feeling all alone. 
You lost someone this last year, and it's just not going to be the same around the tree. And I, I remember uh, so vividly some of those times of losses in my life when my, my dad died. He always played Santa, and he was always there passing out the presents and the gifts. And that very first Christmas after he was gone, it would just it wasn't the same. Santa wasn't there. And, and uh, I know where he's at, and you where he was at, and that gave me joy and peace and comfort, but it's still the dynamics changed to the holiday. And so some of you may be experiencing that right now. But I want to begin by saying to you unequivocally God cares about you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He loves you and he cares about you. And if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, you never ever have to be alone. Good news, great joy. Now, the Bible says when the angels came, it said it shall be good news, great joy to all people. So he wasn't just talking to shepherds today, he's talking to every single one of us. And so I want to talk to you today, this morning, about how you can experience that great joy for yourself. And so uh, if you have your outlines, you can follow along on the back and just three simple points this morning to know that we can have great joy. Number one, know this, God loves you. God loves you. It says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have eternal life. God, that's the reason God came to earth. That's the reason Christmas is all about. It's about God taking on flesh, dwelling among us because God loves us. And he came not just to be born in a manger, but he came to give his life for us and die for us. And if we'll believe on him, we'll have everlasting life. God loves you so much. Reason for Christmas is the love of God. It's all about God giving his son. He took on flesh and became a human. He's fully in his glory, all about the glory, but he lays that aside. He takes off his robes of deity and he allows himself to be robed in the frailty of a baby. He even goes through the whole nine-month birth birth process and the birth canal, the whole pain and travail of delivery. He did all of that and humbled himself so greatly in this whole manger scene that we have today. Why? Simply because God loves us. God loves you that much. The incarnation literally means God clothing himself with human flesh. And even though we can see his hand of love in creation and you can look around and see the beauty of the earth and the sky and the sea and all that there is in that, until Jesus arrived, our understanding of God's love was always limited. We never got the full impact of God's great love until he came to earth and became one of us. And when God came down, he didn't, he came himself. He didn't send an angel. He didn't send a prophet. He didn't send a politician. Aren't you glad for that? He didn't send an ambassador. He came himself. And nothing has been the same ever since he came to this earth for us. And he came because he loves you so much. Now, there's a verse in the Bible that simply says, God is love. So everything about God is love. And Jesus Christ coming to earth tells me he loves me. And let me tell you this, because God's very nature is love, there is nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. I don't care how bad you may think you are or how far away you've gotten from God or how many times you've blown it along the way, nothing you can do can ever make God stop loving you. God's love is based on his character, not your conduct. And aren't you glad of that today? It says in Matthew 1 and 21, the angel is speaking to Joseph, telling about this son that is going to be born. And he makes this statement. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, 
because he will save his people from their sins. And so because God loves us, he came and his name is Jesus because he is gonna be our savior and he is our savior today. And so there is the great joy of salvation. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the joy that knowing every sin has been taken away, you are totally forgiven, you are now adopted into his royal family. You have the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a child of God and I'm a son of his. And so there's great joy in knowing that today. His name shall be called Jesus. The second reason for great joy is because God is with you. Matthew 1 and 23, in that account, it says, And the virgin shall be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Many feel alone at this time of the year. Many of the times we go through life and we go through tough times and storms and we feel by ourselves and we can't always feel God's presence. Now we know Emmanuel signifies his coming to earth and becoming the glory of God and dwelling among us. And it says in John 1:14, we beheld his glory, the only be glory of the only begotten Son of God. And so we know it's his coming. But when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life, he is always to us, Emmanuel, because I don't care where you go, where you're at, God is always with us. Because he lives inside of us by his Holy Spirit. So to us, he is always, always Emmanuel. And there are those times when you may not feel his presence. You may not feel close to him. The, the, the skies get dark and you can't always see his hand. Uh, but I want to tell you, God being with you has nothing to do with your feelings. Feelings are changeable. Feelings are unreliable. But Jesus is always Emmanuel, God with us. It's no wonder when the angels came, they said, fear not. Don't be afraid because God's with you today. You don't have to be afraid. These words weren't there just to calm the shepherd's nerves because the skies light up and it's kind of crazy night for them. But these words apply to the entire human race. Every single one of us can take those words, fear not, to heart. You may feel like you've been abandoned by your spouse in life. Maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe you've had a spouse, a husband or wife leave you. You may have felt abandoned by your parents. Maybe they left you, bailed out on you. A father left you young in life or a mother or something else happened along your way. Maybe your children have bailed out with, on you somewhere along the way or people you thought were friends have turned and bailed out on you. But the Bible says God will never leave you. He will never ever forsake you. He is always Emmanuel. He is always God with us. And because he's always God with us, I've got great joy in that. I'm never, ever alone because he's with me. Rick Warren makes this statement. You lose your fear when God is near. God's presence trumps our panic. Fear not. Fear not. In Isaiah chapter 43, he uses the same words, fear not. And I want you to hear the context in which it is written. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not. And then he tells us why. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. 
And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. What a promise in God's word that God is always with us so I don't have to be afraid, I can fear not. And so when you feel like you're drowning in your problems and the waves just keep on going higher and higher over your head and you're just trying to stay afloat, listen, God will be with you in the flood. And when the pressure is on and the heat's being turned up and you're going through trials like you've never experienced before, I want to tell you, he will be with you in the fire. He promised it in his word, fear not. Whatever situation you may be going through today, God knows all about it and he understands because he took on our humanity and he loves you and he will be with you and you're not alone. Isn't that great news? Great joy, great joy, why? Because God's with me, God's with me. Even in the floods, even in the fire, God's with me. When my boys were smaller, they, uh, we, we lived over in Quail Arbor and they had worked long and hard on a fort they had built and it was in the woods, just not too far from my house. And uh, they had their friends over, Mike Denny and Mike Kuminitsky, and they were over and they were, went back to the fort. And of course, in our day and age, we just let the kids run wild. They could play, go wherever, didn't worry about anything, just so you're home uh, before dark, you know, before it's too late. And so they're out there and they're in the woods building a fort. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, it, must, it must have been a Saturday, they come running up to me and they say, Dad, Dad. And they got this big, their eyes were as big as saucers. And they got this panic look on their face. And they say, Dad, we just got chased out of our fort. Some big bullies came and they took over the fort and they chased us away. Well, I had remembered they, they had taken their bikes to where the fort was gonna be. And so I said, well, guys, where are your bikes? And uh, they said, well, we left them there. We left in such a hurry. I said, well, guys, go get your bikes and bring them home. I'm not leaving your bikes with a bunch of bullies. Go get the bikes and bring them back. And they looked at me and they said, we'd rather lose our bikes than our lives. So, so, so I said, okay, let's go. And so we took off and I, I walked beside them and behind them along the way as they led me back to where their fort was. And all of a sudden these scaredy cats, these big four chickens, aren't I walking with their chest puffed up? Because daddy's with them and he'll take care of anything. Listen, I want to tell you, when you feel like you've been bullied around and pushed around by the enemy, daddy's with you. And he'll, you can go all the way down into the very gates of hell itself and you can, you can redeem those who are perishing. Why? Because daddy's with me. And I don't have to be afraid because no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's happening around, dad's with me. And so I don't have to be afraid. Fear not, fear not. My God is bigger. And number three, Not only does God love you, not only is God with you, but let me emphatically say God is for you. He's for you. He's he's for you. Look look again at Luke chapter 2. Look at verse number 10. Luke 2 and verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. The word for great there is megas. It's from the Greek word, uh, it's where we get our word mega from. Mega bass, megaphone, mega. It's mega joy. Good news of mega joy that shall be for all people. Fear not. Fear is is, is so intimidating because it's one of the byproducts of sin. I want to propose to you something. Before sin entered the world, fear was an unknown emotion. 
You, I take you back to Genesis chapter uh, three and verse number 10. Adam and Eve has sinned. They have sinned. They ate the forbidden fruit and they know they're naked and they're shame and they're hiding out. And, and God plays this little game of hide and seek with them. Now he's God. He knows exactly where they're at, but he comes walking through. He lets what happened to them and what they did kind of sink upon Adam and Eve. And he says, Adam, where are you? And this is the response that came back. I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. Because of their sin, sin brought fear into the world. And up until that point, they had never known the emotion of fear before. But, but because I sinned, because I'm separated from you, because I am all alone, because I'm hiding out here on the run, I was afraid and I hid. I want to tell you today, fear grips our world. We live in a fearful, frightened world today. There's fear of sickness and fear of death. All as a result came into the world because of sin. And so we're so afraid of getting sick. And when we hear the word cancer right away, fear just kind of floods our heart and floods our mind. There's a fear of death. Strangely enough, it's the number two fear. The, the number one fear is public speaking. So people would rather die than talk in public. And I don't hardly get that. But anyway, fear of failure, fear of unemployment, fear of poverty, Fear, there's fear just kind of grips our society. Fear of what someone else will think. Oh my goodness, what they say on Facebook, it will just put us under. Fear of loneliness, fear of losing someone you love. All these kind of fears just compounds. But, but Jesus, the angels came and said, fear not. You don't have to be afraid. These are words of comfort. And the reason we're not be afraid is because now we have the cure for our sin. That sin that Adam and Eve brought on the human race because Jesus Christ came. I don't ever have to be afraid again because he has saved me from my sins. Fear not. He brings joy in the place of fear. He will save us from our sins. Listen to Psalm 34 and verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears, not just some of my fears, but all my fears, therefore fear not. It's interesting, I read somewhere that there are 365 times the word fear not is used in the Bible. I didn't look them up and count them myself. I read that somewhere, but can you imagine there's one fear not for every single day of the year? Isn't that good news? Fear not. I, uh, someone told me after the first service, and I didn't realize it when I showed the clip the first time, but they said when, when Linus says those words, fear not, he drops the blanket. And then at the end of the video, when he gets ready to leave the stage, you saw him bend down and pick it up, and he goes and he sees Charlie Brown. Listen, you can drop your blanket today, your security blanket, because in Jesus Christ, I don't ever have to be afraid again the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Fear not, fear not, fear not. You see... Many people have a negative view of God. They just picture God as this, as this cosmic Grinch that is out to get you. He comes creeping in and he wants to steal your joy. And, he, and, wants to, and, and, and the, the enemy is the joy thief, not God. Satan will come in and he will try to steal your joy. But God's not out there saying, waiting to see if you've been naughty or nice. Aren't you glad? We're not to be afraid. 
He's not up there, a sadistic cosmic Grinch looking out to frustrate all of our plans and steal our fun and, and, and just a mean old ogre God. Satan, the Bible says, is the accuser of the brethren. He is the one who tries to put labels on you and tries to accuse you and bring up every sin you've ever done in the rest of your life. Satan will attack you in that way. But I have a defense attorney. His name is Jesus. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He ever liveth to make intercession for me. And he says, it's okay. That's my child. That's my son. He is holy, clean, and righteous because I gave my life for him. I see him through my blood. He is covered in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid the price for my crimes. And he declares me not guilty. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8 or look at the screen. An incredible passage. He talks about this defense attorney and how God is for us. He says, what shall I say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life and is at the right hand of God who is also interceding for us. What great news today. Who can bring any charge against us? Listen, our enemies are many out there and Satan will try to bring charge against us. But the, but the emphasis is on the last part of that. God is for us. And the bottom line is if God is for us, any charge the enemy tries to bring against us cannot stick because God declares us not guilty. I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus in God the Father. Hallelujah. When you make a mistake, God doesn't rub it in. He rubs it out, and that is good news today. He came to erase your sins, your mistakes, your failures, and your regrets so you don't have to be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. That's the good news. Let me read it to you again. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all people. And then he tells us why. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Listen to me this morning. God loves you. God is with you, and God is for you. And that's what the great joy and the great news is all about. Thanks for listening to the Faith Church Podcast. We are one church at five locations, streaming online every Sunday morning at live.faithishere.org. We hope that you're challenged and encouraged by today's message. And if you'd like to watch or listen to previous messages, or if you'd like to learn more about who we are as a church and how you can stay connected, head over to faithishere.org.